モーニングプロジェクトプレゼンツ Shidoshi, and this is Miranda's Sweet Shop. I know you've totally forgotten my lovely voice because I've not been around for so long, as have I forgotten how I even start this podcast off. I believe it involves in some way me telling you that this is a podcast where I, Shidoshi, come on here and ramble about absolute nonsense for about an hour or so, and you listen or do not listen to those ramblings. Uh, so yeah, it's been a while, and uh, as my cat sneezes as I'm trying to do this podcast, um, it has been a while. It's also been a while for another little podcast that we do called Warning a Huge Podcast, and let's start off with that, because all of you keep asking me where it is at. Um, okay, so on your side as a listener, it is very, very frustrating for us when we do a show for a while, and then we don't do a show for a long while. And I completely understand that, as do my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Nick Rocks and Mr. Casey Lowe. Uh, On our side, let's just make it clear. We don't ever not do the show for fun. We don't ever not do it just because we're lazy, uh, just because it's too uh, much of a bother to get around to or anything like that. All three of us absolutely positively love warning. And all three of us want to continue doing it for as long as we can. Um, the unfortunate part <clears throat> is that life gets in the way sometimes. And sometimes when life gets in the way, it very seriously gets in the way. And I don't really feel like uh, I should get into everything that's been going on lately. Um, but what I do want you to understand for all of you who are very loyal listeners, um, that there, there are very, very good reasons for why we haven't done a show for a while. 
And maybe at some point we can tell you those reasons. Maybe at some point we can't tell you those reasons. Uh, and maybe in the near future, uh, in some small way, you will find out on your own anyway. I know, it's mysterious, isn't it? Um, but I, I just want you to understand that all of us on the show hate not doing the show when we don't do it. And we have never taken a break just because we felt like taking a break. Every time we've had to stop the show for a while, there has been a reason behind it. And that is absolutely the case this time around as well. So while it makes me very, very happy that all of you out there keep saying, please record a new episode, please record a new episode, you know, the fact that you want to hear us again come back, that means so very much to me. Um, what we, all of us here at Warning, all of us here, all of us at Warning uh, would like you to understand is that there is good reason if we aren't doing a show. Uh, there have been podcasts out there that I listen to that just take breaks for a while uh, just because, you know, just because like, they're like, oh, we don't feel like getting on this show and everything. Um, we are not that. So please understand that when you ask us to hurry up and do an episode, if, if what is happening in life has gotten out of the way, we would be doing it. If what has happened in life is not out of the way yet, that's why we still haven't done a new episode. And I don't want to make you any promises because I don't want to have something fall through on those promises. Um, but I am really hoping that soon, and I will not quantify how soon soon is, but soon that we will be able to get back to it. And at that time, maybe we will be able to explain what happened to cause us to not do a show for a while. Uh, and maybe we will not be able to. So... Please understand that we want to be doing more Warning a Huge podcast. And as soon as we can, I promise you we will be. Now, on the other side of things, Miranda's Sweet Shop. That is indeed my laziness. <laughs> um, not really my laziness. It's been two things. Uh, it's been... One has been I had a topic I wanted to talk about, but I have not been sure that I had enough to say about it up until this point. And actually, in fact, right now, I'm still not sure I have enough to say about it. So that's kind of part of the reason why I have another new one recently. Um, I did kind of get another new podcast going, the Niches Podcast Ever, which if you're listening to this, no doubt you have listened to that because they're on the same feed. Uh, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you just deleted it right away and didn't care. Um, so that was kind of like, I got that going because I did just wanted to have something else out there that we could put out while warning is not around. And I know that's the reason why Miranda's first came about. Uh, but this show relies on me relying on me, I guess. Uh, with other shows, with Warning and Nichiest, I can have co-hosts who I can do interactive things with. I can have banter with and whatever. Uh, on Miranda's, it's all up to my feelings at the time. And uh, for... Personal reasons I will not get into, which may or may not connect to why we've not had warning. I will have to get a mystery. Um, I have just not been in a place mentally and emotionally where I really felt like doing a podcast. And actually today, right now, me recording this is still kind of hard. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and I know that some of you, a few of you have uh, said that uh, this is this show is terrible with just me on its 
by itself. Because it's just me blathering and uh, it drags and it does not uh, have the excitement of the other shows. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But so how have you been? Um, I went to Comic-Con recently. And that was really interesting because that was the first Comic-Con I've ever been to. So, uh, you know, because I, I went to PAX earlier, PAX East this year. That was my first PAX, and I ended up really loving PAX. Um, you know, I, I am a gamer. Uh, no matter what happens, I, I play video games, and even when I'm not super hardcore into them, I still love video games in my heart of hearts. And going to PAX East was just a bunch of people who love video games being dorky together, and that was a lot of fun. And I met so many wonderful people there, uh, so many interesting and different people. Uh, Comic-Con for me was weird because I think Comic-Con probably is the same kind of thing, but it's so huge and it feels more commercial, which that might be totally unfair, but that's kind of how it felt. Uh, and it's stuff that I don't know a lot about. It's like comic books and comic book movies and sci-fi and TV shows like, uh, I don't know, Smallville, Supernatural, Teen Wolf. I'm just naming shows that I can even name. Um, you know, so it was really interesting, and it was so super crowded, which I was not expecting that. Uh, the more I go to these conventions, the more I appreciate E3. Because it used to be back in the day, I thought that E3 was super, super crazy and super busy and just ridiculous to navigate and everything. And the more I go to things like Comic-Con, the more I realize E3 is actually one of the tamer things you can go to. Um, so yeah, it was a really interesting experience. It really was. Um, I don't know that I would be super hyped to want to go back. Uh, I went there for work, and for work it was okay. Uh, but the times when I was not doing work and I was just walking in the show, I kind of spent about two hours doing that, and that was enough for me. Um, just partially because just a lot of the stuff that was going on event-wise were just things I didn't care about, you know. Uh, at PAX East, you had panels that were directly related to video games and the community and culture and things like that. And, you know, I love that kind of stuff. So if if I got bored of the show floor for a while, I could go see panels. And then if I got bored of panels for a while, I could go see the show floor, you know. So Comic-Con wasn't quite that for me. Uh, but, you know, it was a fun experience. It really was. It was it was fun getting to see something that I haven't seen ever. Uh, but, man, it was crowded. And that part of San Diego was just overrun by nerds for those for those days. Like, like I've never... I've never been in a, a line, and when I say a line, I mean a serious, serious line to cross the street. Like, there was a line waiting to get to the part where you could cross the street. And that was just crazy to me. Huh. So today's show, I had show notes. Where did my show notes go? Here they are. So one of the things about the Comic-Con, and this kind of leads into my discussion. And again, I have no idea how much I've discussed. We're going to find out very, very shortly. Uh, is diversity. So one of the interesting things about Comic-Con, and in all conventions, is that there... Okay, so at one level, there's not diversity. You know, you have people who are going to Comic-Con are going there because they are fans of a certain thing. And at 
its core, you could say that they are all the same kind of people. You could say they're all, you know, pop culture nerds. You could say they're all, you know, not comic book nerds, you know, but they're, they're people who appreciate a certain segment of entertainment. You know, with like PAX. You could say PAX, everybody there cares about video games for, in one way or another. Okay. So in, in that way, it's not a diverse segment of, of the world or society. Uh, but in that, you come to appreciate just how diverse people in any fandom really are. Um, I, 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 I'm trying to think of which way I want to do this. Uh, I, don't, I, can't, I don't want to spoil something, but I also want to mention something real quick. Uh, so at, at PAX Prime... If you're going to PAX Prime, and if you have a way to go there on Sunday, okay, and I know that passes are already sold out, and if you don't have a Sunday pass, you can't change that, but if you have a way to go to PAX on Prime on Sunday, and if you are going to PAX Prime, please go on Sunday, because I will not explain what it is, but I am doing something at PAX Prime. Yes. On Sunday. And if you are there, I want you to be there for what it is that I'm doing. Now, totally unrelated to that, uh, maybe or maybe no, uh, at PAX East, of course, I did a panel on uh, the transgender segment of gaming. Uh, I, was, I didn't do the panel. I was part of a panel, I should say, you know, because I have done some stuff on this related to, like, Poison, for example, from Street Fighter Cross Tekken and some other stuff. So I was part of the panel on transgender issues in gaming. And the reason I bring that up is because that was one of a number of panels that looked at diversity in video games. Uh, you had another one that was about, you know, female gamers and so on. And what's nice about things like PAX is you get there and you really do appreciate just how diverse the gaming community is. Um, you know, wherever you live, whatever your gaming community is locally, whatever your friends are, you know, whatever your circle of, of, of knowledge or whatever may be, you are only seeing a small segment of the entire world. And when you, no matter how diverse you think that your friend, uh, circle of friends may be, you know, you go to an event like PAX East and you realize just, wow, there are so many different people who are into what I'm into you know, who care about the same things I kind of care about. And, God, when you, when you have, like, the Internet, it's, it's so easy for us to say, you know, us versus them, or, or just to, to have somebody come online and be like, oh, hey, I'm into video games, and you're just like, shut up, noob, you know, you don't know anything, blah, 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 because it's, it, there's, it's just, it's just uh, names and words on a screen. I mean, even, even I've been there, you know. I, I've been on message forums, where it's just so easy to to end up wanting to rage at somebody and you'll say things, you know. And afterwards, you're kind of like, man, I, I really shouldn't have taken that attitude because that was really crappy of me. Um, but, you know, you get to a thing like PAX and you get into this big place where these thousands and thousands of people are and they're into the same things you are, but you're like, man, there's just so many different people here. And it's really cool. It's like, it's awesome to be there and see that diversity and really be faced with it because it is so easy to forget, you know, the diversity that can be in anything. Uh, so that was kind of my topic that I've been wanting to get into was diversity. Uh, 
and it's been kind of interesting because of living in LA. So I grew up back in Nebraska. And I know that for some of you, when you're in Nebraska, you may think cornfields, and that's it. And we actually do have civilization beyond cornfields. You know, we have these things called cities back there. We actually really do. Um, and I grew up in the biggest city in Nebraska, which obviously if you do research, it's not going to be very hard to figure out where I was at, but you know. Um, and I don't, I don't want it to come off like it's Hicksville or like it's kind of the stereotype of the Midwest that you think about. Cause I, I think of my hometown as being, you know, kind of progressive, maybe it's super not, um, you know, it's a city. Like you don't, you never feel like you're in a small town USA when you're back, when I'm back home. Um, but it does lack a certain amount of diversity. It's very white. And what's strange for me now, having lived in LA for a while is that, uh, Everywhere you go, you hear English, which is a very, very funny comment to make. But it's it's one of the things that really stood out to me the most going back home. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember how long it was. Maybe I was out here for a year or so before we went back. And I went back for Christmas, and it was just like, wow, everybody here is speaking English. And that's kind of trippy to me. And, you know, I, I grew up there. So I never, you know, it's America, right? America speaks English. That's the way it works. But you get out here to L.A., <clears throat> and there are so many different kinds of people. There's so there's so much variety of of, of who lives here and in the cultures and the societies and things that you quickly become used to that. Um, and one of the interesting kind of things to this is my relationship with like and I'm sitting here like I, I don't I want to pick my words carefully because I don't want to say the wrong things and and look uh, you know i'll be honest sometimes i don't really know like but so i will say the hispanic community let's say it that way i think i'm okay with that right if, I, if i'm not you can email me and tell me why i'm wrong so anyway back home uh back home is very white as i said uh it's very very white and growing up minorities to me were black people and i don't mean that to say i was like Oh, look, it's a minority. What I mean is when I thought about people other than people who were white, I was thinking about people who were black. And the reason for that was is, um, well, first of all, the Asian community uh, back home is not very large at all. Uh, We have a community of like foreign exchange students. We actually have a decently sized community for that. But otherwise, I mean, there obviously are Asian people, but I, I think like growing up, I'm not even sure if, like, in a lot of my classes, if there ever was somebody who was Asian, at least in the part of the city I lived in. Uh, and we also had a Hispanic community, but that's where things get kind of interesting. Is so in LA, we have you know little Tokyo, Koreatown, little Armenia, uh, Thai town, this and that. You know, where supposedly people of a certain ethnic background congregate together and live together and everything. So back home. The, the southern part of our city was where all basically the Hispanic community was. And I don't mean to say that we cordoned off everybody who was Hispanic and made them live down there, you know, or that it was a rule or that there weren't 
Hispanic people in any other part of the city. What I mean is that a there was a very clear, definite area that was Hispanic, and then there was the rest of the city. So it was almost kind of like if you didn't go down there, it was very easy not to run into people who were Hispanic. And living in L.A., obviously that is a completely crazy idea. But so growing up, you know, I had plenty of white friends and I had plenty of black friends. A neighborhood I lived in, there were people who were white and there were people who were black. Uh, my street was completely white. The entire street was white. But I had a number of black friends who lived very, very close, close enough that, you know, I'd get on my bike, ride to their house, and we'd hang out and have fun, whatever. Um, so that was kind of the world that I grew up in. And so th- through that, I really didn't understand the whole... And, and like, seriously, I'm sitting here like, which words do I use other than Hispanic? Like, like Latino? Is that okay? Um, you know, like, I didn't really know anybody who's Hispanic, and I didn't really know anybody from that racial side of things, you know? So it's very easy for you to kind of get like stereotypes in your head of what people are. And I don't, I don't want to come off here, man, this is like a tough topic, you know, because you're always afraid that you're going to like say something wrong or that people are going to misunderstand what you're saying. Um, I, I don't want you to think that like I grew up with like a negative opinion of people who are Hispanic because that's, that's not what I'm saying. But it was just a case of me having never run into anybody. Like, let's think about, you know, you could be somebody out there who, who is like, you know what? I have no problem with people who are homosexual. I have no problem against uh, gay marriage or whatever. But maybe you've never even met anybody who is homosexual. So even if you are totally neutral to them or if you have no bias against them, it's, it can be very easy for you just to not understand them because you've never met them. And you, you can understand what being a gay or lesbian person is, but you don't have that contact. You don't have that direct knowledge of somebody who is that thing. And that's kind of what it was for me was, um, you know, I grew up and I did not have any kind of negative opinion of people who were Hispanic, but I just didn't know anybody who was. And, you know, you do tend to at some points hear the negative side of things, right? And, you know, one of the stereotypes, Hispanic uh, people are, 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 you know, they come here and steal our jobs. You know, they took our gerbs, you know, and, and they're, oh, they're, they're lazy, you know, or they're, I don't know. I don't, see, I don't even, like, know, like, a whole bunch of, of even stereotypes for them, like, are, you know. So you hear these stereotypes and you don't necessarily believe them, but you do kind of carry them with you in some ways just because that's what you've heard, right? And it isn't that, again, it isn't that I believed that. It isn't that anybody necessarily believes that. But when you don't have an example in real life for you to confirm that stereotypes like that aren't real, you can be in kind of just a weird place where you just don't know what to expect and, and like, you know, we, at the end of the day, we're all human beings, right? But we, but we all have this. You know, if, if, if you're white and you grew up in a, in a community where there was absolutely no black people, you would feel that way. If you're black and you grew up in a community that had no white people, you'd feel that way. You know, 
Asian, Hispanic, Native American, whatever you want to say. It's, you know, gay, straight, bisexual, lesbian, transgender, those kind of things too. You know, people in wheelchairs, people with mental disabilities, you know, uh, uh, you know anything. If, if you aren't exposed to a somebody of a certain societal group, it can be easy to not fully understand that group and it can be easy to not believe the prejudices but not have reinforcement against them. So when I moved to L.A., it was very, very strange for me. And again, for some, from some of you, this will be like such a weird thing to hear, but it was strange to me because I had to get used to, to seeing Hispanic people everywhere, you know? I wasn't used to that at, at all. Like, I just didn't, we didn't have that back home. Now, the Asian thing, you know, I had been to Japan many times. I had studied, um, you know, Asian cultural stuff. I knew about that. I had some friends back home. You know, be, because of my interests, I ended up getting myself into positions where I would meet Asian people. You know, I had met friends. Uh, I had friends who were, who were, you know, Korean and Japanese, and I went to... Japan, I met people from Thailand and China. So, you know, I, I had all those experiences, but I really still did not have a huge amount of experiences with people who were Hispanic. Uh, so, moving to LA, that was really, really different and new for me. And at first, and again, delicacy here, because I just know somebody out here is going to take what I'm saying the wrong way. But at first, it was not necessarily scary, but it was it was a little just being like, wow, I just don't know how to act around these people, you know? These people are strange and unusual to me. I do not understand these people and their cultures, you know? It does sound so dumb, but, like, I, again, it's, it's, we're... So, like, I remember one time we went down to small-ass town Missouri. And that's not the name of it, but it might as well be. Small-ass town Missouri. You know, where, where like, their big shopping center was the Walmart, you know, and where this, the city basically closed on Sundays, one of these, like, small-ass towns. Um, so we go down there to see family, and I'm with somebody, and I do not remember the relationship between me and them at this point. I don't know if they're, like, a nephew or a cousin or what they were, little little white kid following me around the Walmart. You know, I think it was Walmart, whatever. And this black guy walks past, and this kid just, like, stops and looks at him, you know. And the black guy walks by, and he keeps going and whatever. Uh, And the kid turns to me, he's like, that guy was black, you know. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I never seen a black guy before, you know, and like this kid like literally had not seen a black person in his life. This was the first black person he'd ever seen. So, you know, it was just like this bewildering situation to him. And, and, you know, so those things can happen. And even, even if you know that there are a human being just like you and they are no different, they can still just be like this, whoa, kind of moment. So that was kind of me for LA. Just all of a sudden I moved from this city where there are almost no Hispanic people around me ever unless I go to their part of town, you know? To Los Angeles, where if you've ever been here, you will know there are at least a few Hispanic people. Um, but 
what was so awesome about that, and again, 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 I'm going to keep hearing this home. I don't care if it's repeating what I've already said. It was not a prejudice I had against them. It was just a lack of that chance to really get to know them and interact with them. Um, what I found was, guess what? People who are Hispanic are just like me. And I knew that already, but it was, it was interesting to have that reinforced in my brain, to actually have that from a real-life situation. And guess what? The stereotypes I'd heard growing up, none of them were true. And they are just like everybody else. You have a few people who come along who are bad examples and do bad things, but a majority of people in that community are awesome. And these stupid stereotypes about them being lazy are completely untrue because some of the hardest working motherfuckers I've seen are people in the Hispanic community here in LA. You know, there are people taking jobs that I would never want to take. And, you know, I I don't go to McDonald's and see some prissy little white girls working there, you know, complaining about being there. And this is sounding like so potentially incredibly racist. It's the whole, like, what the, the... the the well speaking black man. <laughs> oh, why did I why did I choose to talk about this topic? You know, but I'm I'm trying to like I'm just trying to say the fact that that it's you know when you haven't had that chance to interact with a certain type of pe- people, it's it's easy to get to what those negative impressions that you hear from some be- some people kind of get stuck in your head, even if you don't believe them, they're just still stuck in your head. And then you meet that segment of people, and you're like, wow, they are just like you and me. And they are human beings, and it's stupid when we create these reasons to be different. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get at, is just that, like, we're all just human beings, you know? And we, we continually try to find reasons for it to be us versus them. And that's dumb. Because it's not us versus them, it's us. You know, being in L.A. And, and being exposed to a lot of Hispanic people has proven to me what I really technically already knew is that they are just human beings like me. There is no them versus us, you know. They may have cultural differences, you know. It's like, look, I, I can talk about people who are Japanese, you know, because in, in, hey, in a way, technically I am almost... In some partial way, Japanese myself, I, I, I am claiming that. Um, yeah, come on. That people freaking like karaoke, freaking eat sushi, you know, stereotypes, all right? Likes, like really sh- shitty pop music. Um, prefer to play games than have sex, you know? I can say these things. That's, that's why I went to Japan and stayed there for so long. So I could legitimately make fun of Japanese people without being offensive, all right? So back off. But, you know, so like, people, so like people in other racial communities, you know, they like different kinds of music, maybe. Or maybe they don't, you know? They like different kinds of food, or maybe they don't. You know, they, they, they like this versus this person liking that. You know, we, we all have differences. And there are some differences that come from our culture. There are some differences that come from our upbringing and background. You know, but at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're all the same. We really freaking are. And 
that's kind of one of the reasons why like I'm so big into the diversity thing and so big into kind of like arguing for it because we are all the same and the stupidity that we get into when we make it us versus them is just ridiculous like it's just so infuriating but you know I think as a people, like sometimes it's so easy to get depressed about this and it's so easy to be like, you know, we're tearing ourselves apart. And it's, 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 it's a whole politics thing. Like politics is just so, oh, you know. And you just look at the two sides and you're like, these motherfuckers are the exact same people, you know. They're the exact same people. That's what you feel sometimes because you don't feel like they really care. It's just that, at the end of the day, they're probably getting their money from the exact same uh, special interests or whatever, you know, and they just go up there and put on this theatrical show that they're two different sides, but they, maybe they aren't. You know, like, like, that's the feeling you get, so it's so easy to get just, uh, my brain is broken right now. What's the word I'm trying to look for? Uh, did not disinterested. Oh my god! You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop recording. I'm not gonna stop recording. I'm just sitting here and force you to listen to me think of this. Um, not depressed, disheartened. Maybe is what I'm looking for. Disheartened. You know, uh, disillusioned. That's a good word too. A lot of disses. Um, but I think we are getting better as a society. You know, like I think about it. Would I really have wanted to live 50 years ago? Probably not. You know? 100 years ago? 200 years ago? Hell no. Said 50 years ago? Probably not. Okay? If you are a white, heterosexual male, maybe, maybe, you know, you're the kind of sitting back and saying, okay, I'll go back in the past because that's when I had all the power. You know? That's when I had all the power. So I want to go back. But for a lot of us, <laughs> probably we don't want to go back, you know? Let's be realistic here. And even then, even then, if, even if you are the traditional white heterosexual male, probably you don't go back either because if you weren't the guy in power, then it'd probably suck for you too. So things are getting better. And... Like, one of the really interesting things recently to me, not necessarily as interesting now, but I still wanted to mention this, was so President Obama finally comes out in support of gay marriage, you know? And for a lot of people, it was, you know, what took you so damn long? But it's still good that it happened. And even if it didn't come as soon as some people would have wanted, you know, later, sooner is better than later, but later is better than never. And as part of that, then the NAACP comes out in support of gay marriage too. And that was a really huge move in my eyes. And that kind of got or gets into what I really wanted to talk about in this, in this episode. And that is that if you are fighting for diversity... You have to fight for all diversity. You have to fight for equality for everybody and not just yourself. And one of the thing, reasons why I think 
it was so great and so important for the NAACP to say what they said is that it's, it would have been very easy for them to just have ignored that situation completely. It would have been very easy for them to say, this is not our problem, so we don't care. And too often that happens. Whatever diversity I fight for and whatever specific tangents I go into and especially care about, at the end of the day, I have to fight for all diversity. And, and I, I, you know, I, I, one of the things I love talking about is, is diversity in gaming. And even if there are certain topics that I specify, not specify, special, specialize in, sorry. Oh, the air conditioner's off so I can record this and my brain is melting. If, even if there are certain topics that I specialize in, diversity as a whole also is a big concern of mine. Like, I've talked about the female aspect in gaming. I've also talked about the black aspect in gaming. And then also minority characters, period, you know? Like, how many great black characters have we had in games? Not a whole lot, you know? Like, like the Assassin's Creed coming up for Vita... It's such a huge, huge deal because you've got a black female as the main character. And really, I could not count on one hand the amount of times a black female has been the heroine of a game because there aren't that many games. Not because there are too many, because there aren't that many. There's like this Assassin's Creed and then I think Jade from Beyond Good and Evil was black maybe. Or was she mixed? I don't even know. You know, beyond that, I don't know. Are there any? I don't know. You know, I still remember when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was announced and the shitstorm that happened online because white people were freaking out because they had to play a black guy. So, if you fight for diversity and you fight for equality, you have to fight for everything. And I know the, the reaction to that is fighting's hard, right? And if you're gay and if you're fighting for gay marriage, I can completely understand if your attitude is that that fight is enough to take on at once. I completely understand why you would feel that. And if you're black and you're fighting for racial equality or if you're Hispanic or Asian and you're fighting for the same kind of thing, and you say, that's all I can take on my shoulders at this time, I understand your thinking. But we can't do that. We have to fight for equality as a whole. Because if all you're fighting for is the equality that directly impacts you, that's selfish. And that's not equality. Because, you know... It's, it's, I think it's fair to say that in the black community there is still a stronger opposition to gay marriage than there is in the white community. I think that's fair to say. And if it's not, you can argue with me. That's, that's cool. And, you know, write in and argue with me on that point. But I think that's something fair to say. And that drives me crazy. That's why 
I think it was so important for the NAACP to say what they said because how can you be a community that is still not treated equally and turn around and then do that same kind of thing to a different community who is not treated equally? You have to fight for all equality. If you are, if you are a minority who is fighting for equality, you have to also be fighting for the rights of equality for, let's say, the LGBT community. And on the side of things, if you're somebody out there, if you're gay, if you're lesbian, and you're fighting for, for gay marriage, you also have to be fighting for racial equality as well. And when I say fighting for, I don't mean you have to go out and pick it every single day. I, I don't, you know, you don't have to go to that degree to the same degree that you go to for what will specifically impact you but you have to, at some level, support that fight. You cannot go against it, and you cannot ignore it. We have to fight for all equality, and we have to support diversity in everything, or else you can do it for nothing. You cannot just do it for your own selfish reasons. And again, I know how hard the fight can be, but we have to support that equality. And and this is where some of you get really, really mad at me. I know. That also extends to religion. Because I know, look, I, I do not consider myself Democrat. I do not consider myself a liberal. But if I had to say which groups I would be closer to, it's probably those two groups. You know, I consider myself more to be a moderate, kind of independent type of person. But if we're picking Republican and Democrats, I'm, I'm going with Democrats. And if we're picking conservative or liberal, I'm going with the liberal. And when you get that Democrat liberal group, they love to go against the religion. And believe me, I have what I think are completely valid arguments against religion. I am not religious. I believe in God. I have deep belief in God. I don't believe in religion. That's a different discussion for a different day. But we cannot attack religion. And I know that some of you want to so badly sometimes. And I know sometimes that that religion deserves it, I know. But guess what? It's like everything else. A minority of people in that group set a bad example for the majority. It's like everything else. It goes back to the thing about the Hispanic community that I was talking about earlier. It goes back to the black community. It goes back to the Asian community, the white community, the heterosexual, homosexual gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, any other community you can think of, it's all the same. Every single community is going to have a minority of people who set a bad example for their community while the majority of people are good people. Good people who want the same thing every other majority from every other community wants. And whether you like it or not, a majority of people who are religious are not crazy wackos. 
They are not going out there trying to take rights away from people. They are not going out there trying to oppress people. They are not going out there trying to screw things up for another group of people. And it drives me crazy because if, if you are of a group and you say you have to take us for who we really are, not just the bad examples that come along every now and then, you can't turn around and do that same act of prejudice against a different group. You know, just because they're on the other side of things. And by nature, religion does often put itself on the other side of the more liberal aspects of society. But, again, if you're fighting for equality, and if you're fighting for respect for the different communities out there, you have to fight for that equality and respect for everybody. And that includes people who are religious. I know, I know, I know where the feelings come from. I know where the feelings of, you know, because, you know, I live in California. Remember the prop, whole Prop 8 thing? Who fought against that? The religious communities, right? It seems like every time something comes up that goes against something I support, that antagonistic side has some sort of connection to religion. But a majority of people who are religious are good people and they don't feel that. And the problem just is that they don't always feel like they can speak up and out against their own segment. So we have to be very, very careful. You know, if I said black people suck because black people commit crimes, right? That's totally out of line, right? That's totally wrong. That's like terrible for me to say, right? You can say, okay, look, a small segment of the black community causes, uh, commits crimes, but guess what? Small segments of every community commit crimes. And just because this person who went out today and shot two people was black, that doesn't mean that all black people are like that. Well, then it has to work that way on the opposite side too. You know, it has to work that way for people who are religious. It's because you have some crazy preacher who's going out there, you know, saying that, 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 Gays and lesbians and bisexual and transgender people are going to burn in hell because they're going against God. It's not what majority of people are saying. And I, you know, because of religion, religion can enact certain prejudices that we have to work against. And I'm not saying that doesn't exist. And I'm not saying that being religious has a better chance of making you prejudice against him like that versus people who aren't religious. Because that, that probably is indeed true. You know, if you're an atheist, you're probably going to be less likely to be, you know, anti-gay marriage than if you're, if you're somebody who belongs to a religion. But a majority of people in every single community are good people who don't want to step on somebody else's toes. 
And a lot of people I know who are religious are upset themselves that their religions kind of give them a bad name. So I, you know, when we're talking about diversity, when we're talking about equality, it, it goes back to the thing I was saying about coming to L.A., and actually being exposed to the Hispanic community is we have to understand that we're all just human beings and that certain things happen in life in one way or another, you know, who you are, where you come from, where you grew up, who you knew, whatever it is can cause you to have these prejudices or cause you to not understand a certain type of people, you know, but we're all people at the end of the day. And it's like such hippie BS, I know, but we have to we have to stop fighting, man. We have to just like come together, man, you know, and 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 go into a place like PAX, being there, you know what? Like you never you never ask somebody, you know, oh are, are you gay? Are, are you Christian? You know, are, are you Muslim? You know, like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what your skin color was, what your gender was, what your sexual preference was, what your gender used to be, or not gender, sex, what your sex used to be, uh, you know, what your ethnicity was, what God you believed in, you know, if you worship Christ or if you worship the sun. Uh, you know, it, it was just like, hey, let's sit down and play this game together. That's what it was. It was people just coming together and being like, we know we all have things in common, so let's forget the things that we don't have in common. You know, let's, let's put aside whatever separates us. And for these few days, let's come together as gamers. And it was just so awesome to have that. And that's what we have to do. We have to as hard as we can, try to get past those things that make us different and focus on the things that, you know, we have in common that can bring us together. And I'm sure I've rambled about this completely. Like I said, I wasn't sure if I had a lot to say about it, you know, but it's just, it's just like something that I think about. And, and I just... You know, because there are the certain things that I fight for. There are the certain things I directly deal with that mean a lot to me in the way of diversity, in the way of equality and things. And, you know, part of you may say, doing that in the aspect of gaming isn't a big deal over it all, you know? Like the world's at, you know, people were at war in different countries and the world screwed up here and there. We've got all these super huge problems, you know? But we... We can make a difference, even on a small scale. And it's just that, you know, because I have friends from every single walk of life. Male, female, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, uh, fat, skinny, tall, short, gay, straight, you know, transgender, uh, Christian, Jewish. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, like offhand, I don't know for sure if I have any friends who are Muslim. You know, I, I, 
probably do, but I don't, you know, like, not necessarily good friends, but like acquaintances, you know. Um, it's just like, man, it just doesn't matter, you know. It, it and and it's it's so awesome when we can just get past those kinds of things. And the thing is, I am a better person for having those friends. Like, I used to, I used to hate LA, not because of the people who are out here, but just it's got plenty of, it gives you plenty of reason to hate it. And 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 I don't love LA till this point. But what I realized going back home was, as much as I love my hometown. I missed that diversity. And I'll be out here and there will be cultures I don't understand. There'll be places where I feel completely out of place. Absolutely like like I don't belong here. There are people who I don't understand the least because of their accent. Um, you know, but it's 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 great. It's really, really great. It really is. Like, it's, it's just so cool to have that diversity around you because it makes you a better person. Because you learn more about the world, you learn more about the different types of people who are out there, and it opens up your eyes. And as much as I love my hometown, it would be hard to go back and live there at this point. And as much as I don't like about LA, the diversity is not one of those things. The diversity is amazing. And it enriches me to be exposed to so much that I wouldn't have known or experienced or be able to relate to otherwise. It really does. So yeah... That was diversity. Um, I don't think I had any email, really. I mean, I had... Uh, well, part of the problem was that our WHP.JP kind of sort of went away. <laughs> uh, we're going to be getting it back, but I don't think I have any specific email at this point. But if you do want to email me, and I know, look... I tried to be delicate with these topics today, you know. Uh, if I really screw something up, you can email me and let me know. That's great. I'm sure I'll appreciate hearing how much I sucked and how stupid I was when I said certain certain thing or a certain word or whatever, you know. Uh, but the... the Oh. That's interesting. Uh, I just read an email that... <laughs> Uh huh. Okay. Um. Sorry, I was just not expecting that email. Uh. <laughs> if you want to email me for this sh- for this show specifically, specifically, you can email me at Miranda at morningproject dot com, and that will of course be in the show notes. Uh, you can also, you know, always send me a Twitter, a tweet, uh, on my Twitter. That is, of course, Pico Airy at Pico Airy. So this was probably a really terrible show today. It probably was really, really bad. I don't know. Like I, I, uh, I but you know, I always feel like these are bad. 
like I, I literally don't know why I keep doing these because they're they're terrible. Um, I don't know. Just it, it's it's nice sometimes to be able to come on here and just kind of talk about things. Because I am, look, most of the time I'm not I'm not like a huge egotist. At least I hope I'm not a huge egotist, but sometimes I am, and I'm kind of like, um, I like doing things and then knowing somebody else is going to listen to them or or watch them or read them or whatever, you know? So, like, I could totally have a journal and write in my journal, all this kind of stuff, but no, I have to come on here and do it as a podcast, because then I can put it out there and I can be like... Yo, hey, listen to my podcast, and I can make you listen to this complete nonsense that I've been spouting for about 56 minutes. Um, you know, so, so in that way, I, I am totally, totally egotistical, thinking that people will have to, or not have to, but will want to listen to my, my ramblings, or that my ramblings aren't worth doing unless I can have an audience for them, you know? Um, but yeah, you know... Um, I don't know. Other than that, life's very complex lately. Like, super seriously complex. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we're going to get into that. Maybe. Maybe not. Probably maybe. But we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Otherwise, um, said PAX Prime's coming up at the end of August, which, if you please go on Sunday if you're going to be there. Uh, Tokyo Game Show's coming up. That'll be kind of fun. Back to Tokyo, because like like when I, whenever I lived in Os- in uh, Japan, I lived in Osaka. So, you know, I don't know if you know, but Osaka and Tokyo are kind of like rivals. Like I don't I don't I don't know enough about like rivalries here in America. Like I don't know if Boston and New York would be that kind of thing, you know. Um, so for like Osaka, Osaka people think like Tokyo people are completely stuck up, you know. Oh, dude, the, the fancy schmancy Tokyo people who think they're better than us, you know. And people in Tokyo think people in Osaka are, are rude and uncivilized and uncultured. And I remember my Japanese teacher from before. Uh, she was from Tokyo. And she, like, hated Osaka-ben. Osaka-ben being the kind of regional dialect, you know, that goes on down there. Osaka-ben or Kansai-ben, you know, for the general area. Uh... Yeah, she hated that. You know, so I, I loved speaking Osaka Ben whenever I knew it uh, to her. Cause it would drive her crazy. You know, so like I'm 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 Osaka, you know, because that's where I lived. That's my city. Yeah, that's my that's my Japanese hometown. Uh, so it's 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 kind of fun going to Tokyo because I've I've only really been there once, and that was for last Tokyo Game Show. But it is part of the kind of like, well, you know, I'm I'm having to lower myself by going to Tokyo. You know, and, and I'll go to, like, Akihabara and be like, yeah, you know, this is okay, but it's no Denden town, you know. So, so but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to go back to Tokyo again, even though Tokyo Game Show is crazy. Or Cray. Is that, is that what you kids say all these days, say? Cray? That show Cray. Uh Boy, I am so white. I'm sorry. I'm sorry how white I am. I am so, so white. But anyway, Tokyo. And then, you know, just other stuff that's going on, you know. 
Warning, hope we come back soon. I really I really hope Warning's coming back soon. I really do. Um, nichiest podcast ever. Some of you may say niche, but you'd be wrong. Uh, but we're going to do a second one of those. We are. I know we said that we might not. We might only do one. But the response has been good enough that we will do a second one. Probably soon. Probably sooner than the next Warning Huge podcast. I will say that right now. You never know. I could be I could be pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, look, really, seriously, you can just turn this show off at this point. I'm just going to babble for this, this thing. It's almost done anyway, you know. I'm just saying, um, I don't know. Like, what else has been going on? Um, I went and saw Dark Knight Rises. It's a movie. Like, it's, it's the kind of movie that I think that I had to go back and see again. Uh... You know, like, like the Dark Knight. I saw that. I came out of the theater being like, "Oh my lord, that was amazing!" You know, like that was just awesome. Rises is kind of like, hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, there was there was the um, hmm. That's, that's a very, it's a very hmm kind of movie. I don't, I just don't know what I think of it. I really don't. I, I want to see it again. Because I think it's, it's, like Batman Begins, right? Batman Begins was cool. But it was kind of like low-key, all things considered, you know, it, it was it wasn't like a super huge spectacle kind of movie. So when you went in the Dark Knight, you were kind of like, okay, cool, you know, I, I get more Batman from Nolan. Like the first Batman Begins, that was pretty awesome, you know. So now it's another Joker, it should be fun of fun. But man, like that movie just it took shit to a whole new level, right? It was just like, wow, this is awesome. I've cussed a lot. I'm sorry. Did it. I'm sorry. I've cussed so much today. I really shouldn't. Um, I apologize. But it's just one of those days. I just need to get it out. Uh, so like that movie just took things to a whole new level. And it really was just the, the problem of getting things, your expectations just so high. You know, and every, everybody was saying that. Everybody was like, how do you follow up The Dark Knight? Like, like that was so crazy. Just what do you do now? And so I don't want to say that Rises was a bad movie. I just feel like part of it's my fault. Like, I went into it with expectations that were probably way too high. Even though I was trying to not, I know that's how I went into it. And whenever you do that, it's very easy to not like something. So, you know, I I want to see it again. Now that 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 whole... I mean, because it was months and months and months of, oh my God. God, when is Rises coming out? I want to see this, and this trailer is so hot. This is so so epic and everything, and I've just got to see this movie. I just wish it was out today because I want to see the movie. You know, so now that I'm past that, now that I'm past initial screening, I think I can see it again and really give it a chance. And that's why that's what I want to do. But, so yeah, that's, that's that. Um, yeah. This was uh, episode four of Miranda's Sweet Shop. And as always, 
I don't know why you listen, but I'm very glad you did. Uh, if you've got anything to say, again, uh, Miranda at morningproject.com, at Picoary on Twitter. All those, of course, are going to be in the show notes. Uh, so you can tell me what you thought. And once I figure out another topic to do for one of these things, I will do it. And it'll be groovy. Or it won't be groovy. One of the two. Yeah. So anyway, I'm Shidoshi. This is Brian Miranda's Sweet Shop. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>